Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yeah, it's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. The grade cricketer is a Twitter stream. It's about playing cricket at the grade level. It's a tough, mean, dirty, dirty business being a grade cricketer. A lot of cricketers, you know, that's all they know. They've mm. done it since they're 10 and they have a deep-seated fear of change. But the grade cricket is all about being the most alpha version of yourself as possible at all costs and at all times. I don't bat or bowl. I just feel the gully, count the number of dot balls in a row, sledge 15 yards, make me feel better about myself. Thanks, Thanks champ. champ. Oh, no, you called me champ. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Great Cricketer Podcast. On today's show, Marcus Stoinis hits 147 all out against the Sixers overnight in a top of the table big bash clash, thus completely redeeming any sins from the week before. England level the series one all in South Africa, all thanks to Josh Butler's sledging. So we discuss how good it feels to support a team who has some aggression about them in the field. We're talking Australia's weird team in India, Shane Warne's baggy green. Josh Philippe is on the show to talk us through Stoinis' record-breaking innings. Michael Vaughan is on the show in another landmark episode. And hashtag AskTGC is topped off with a shower story from Lords. This is all thanks, of course, to BudgieSmuggler, BudgieSmuggler.com. My name is Ian Higgins, and I'm joined by Dave Edwards to my left and Sam Perry to my right. Lads, first all... Uh, first up, uh, in, in light of Stornis' 147 overnight, uh, I want to know what's the highest score or highest score someone scored against you or the most demoralising innings that you've seen scored against you. Thanks, he goes. Um, the, I can't actually pinpoint a specific innings because I've erased this stuff from my memory, Eternal sure. Sunshine of Spotless Mind style. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't ever remember... Did you do that formally? Like mm. get, get it erased? There's a clinic yeah. you can go to. <laughs> oh, great. Um, it's in Surrey Hills okay. um, and it's bulk build. Uh, I don't remember being on the receiving end of any kind of major, like a double. I don't even remember a double ton, but I just remember just being demoralised in the mid two thousands at North Sydney second grade. There was just a lot of fucking lying on the ground, looking yeah. up at the oh sky, shit. When you know balls went over the fence or onto the highway sometimes, yeah. mm-hmm. and um, but I, it got me thinking. Like, imagine if we grew up in India and we're on the receiving end, one of those blokes that hit a thousand <laughs> runs. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh, that's you'd need some serious counselling after yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I believe they provide that as well in India. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. At the uh, Joe Wilson Institute, same place. Uh, played in a game where um, Phil Jakes scored 321 uh, <laughs> against our side. And um, I don't want to say too much about it because it's essentially half our corporate material. So if you do want to hire us for the end of season presentation, you can hear the rest yeah. of that story. We need to create a Patreon yeah. so um, these kind of stories. Yeah. You know, we need to monetize all of our to... failures. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and traumas out of cricket, which already have been doing for years. But, um, yeah, he was part of a Sutherland side that hit um, six for 550 against North Sydney. Um, at North Sydney Oval, and he scored 321 runs. How did you go next week? Did you get him? Um, we lost outright. Uh, actually, we staved off outright by one wicket. Oh, right. But, um, Good game. Yeah. But you lost outright. Like, you just overall emotionally lost outright. Yeah. Uh, he... Um, Phil Jakes is a very successful coach for New South Wales at the moment. Um, sledged me vociferously and mm. hilariously. Again, if you'd like to hire us and find out more, <laughs> please do. But I'll never forget 321. Uh, yeah, that's, that was that's pretty good. I, I, I think I've told this. That. I've told this story before, I reckon. But um, one of my last, it was the, my last season, I think, that I played a couple of years ago, and uh, I dropped a guy on naught badly at second slip. And then he went on to score the fastest hundred I've ever seen, and he was just like, "We I mean, you talk about clean hitting, yeah. Josh Philippe on the show, I later. Do. yeah, later. and just like hit some of the cleanest, like funny sixes, like they were towering, like right. the height of them matched the trajectory, yeah, and uh, it was still going up <laughs> yeah, when it hit a tree or whatever, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's never quite right though, is it? It was still going up. No, yeah. it wasn't going, it wasn't going yeah. up. It can't yeah. happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. literally used the same ball to bowl the next ball, so yeah. it did come down eventually. Um, anyway, there was that, but like we had written the first book at the time, this is 2015, oh, 2016. Mm. And, uh, and, uh, 
so one of the guys in the team had like bought the book in my team had like bought the book and like wanted me to sign it but I, I was sitting outside the opposition dressing room so Sydney Uni Sydney East dressing room the door was open I just dropped the catch I got, I got a pair in that game as well got a pair dropped the guy in North got a hundred mm. uh, and then this guy from my team got me to sign the first book and uh, from your own team from my own team yeah. yeah but the dressing room door was open from Sydney Uni and they were just looking right. at me just going well yeah. I've had yeah. a really good day but you know <laughs> I was really hoping that the fact that you got that you were signing a book had nothing to do with the story, and you just wanted to mention that <laughs> yeah. as a kind of compensation. I, you know, I dropped the guy who went on to score yeah. hundred, but I did sign books that day. So, <laughs> what have you done? And you did play against Sydney Uni, so there were some tremendous networking opportunities for you post match. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it counts on the show later. Um, well, we start the show by um, we're talking about well, bushfires just ever present in the mind mm-hmm. at the moment. And um, maybe for those listeners overseas might not understand. Well, I'm sure you send a press coverage. It's, uh, it's bad. It's bad in Australia. But it's like uh, Shane Warne and Ricky Ponty have got together and uh, done some good things. They're going to have a, a Legends match. Yeah. It's, um, I think it's, it's good. I mean, and also like all uh, Dan Bredig kind of pointed out, like all profits from the actual BBL final, which yeah. will take place later yeah. that day, are going to bushfire relief. Um, if the Stars make the final, mm-hmm. which it looks like they will, um, that'll be at the MCG, MCG yeah. and that would you'd, you'd think it'd go close to selling out. Like they did a they did a bushfire uh, bushfire tsunami fundraiser in 05 and seventy thousand went, and they made fourteen. They, they raised fourteen point one million, and then you're looking at like what Ponting, Warren, Langer, Gilchrist, Gilchrist Lee, yeah. Watson. I've got, got it here. Michael Clark, Steve Warren, Mel Jones involved in a non playing capacity. And I'm just thinking, like Steve will just be sledging. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I love Gully, it. chewing gum. It was the last four years of his career. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Fielding dis- disrespectful. Um, couldn't think of a better time with this game on before the BBL final to have because we talk about safety a lot. To have a massive fucking bender the night before, massive, mm. and lie prone on your couch with a blanket, comfort food, Gatorade, whatever, oh my and God. watch Warren Boulder Ponting in a clo- <laughs> like with the blinds closed, Steve War umpiring for some reason, like the sheer fucking safety of that is going to be it's going to be unparalleled. Yeah, like More, just like, those guys playing and just with. Mm. Feelings of safety. Just draw those blinds. Mm. No one around you. you Uber mm. Eats or whatever. Yeah. Whatever your choice, you know. Yeah. Deliveroo. Actually. Deliveroo, yeah, actually, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Both of them can talk to us if they want. And uh, <laughs> like, it, yeah, I, I think that's going to be really good watching for safety reasons. Yeah, it's actually worth more than the money that will be donated in mm-hmm. the end. But yeah. I love, I'm just so glad that Warney's done so much already, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's, um, you know, for a bloke who believes that humans evolved from aliens, yes, he's surprisingly um, <laughs> forgotten about that. Yeah. As opposed to the conventionally accepted you know, theory yeah. of evolution, sure. he's surprisingly on board with climate change, yeah. isn't he? He's, 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 he's pro yeah. climate change. It's good, yeah. and it's well, also there's nothing more heartwarming. I think um, the actual winner of the bid yeah. of Warney's baggy green was the Commonwealth Bank. Yeah, CBA. yeah. is there anything yeah. more heartwarming than a bank winning? A- well, how good are the banks? How good are the banks? <sighs> well, so, I suppose I suppose we go on to that in terms of like um, so Warren did raised money for, he sold his bag of grain just over a million. Mm. Um, and it was purchased by MC from mm. Sydney. And mm. uh, obviously Twitter's the safest place to go when, when stuff happens. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the rumours are going around. So Michael Clark's bought the baggy grain. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden conspiracy theories are abound. Mm-hmm. He's just got his mate to buy his bag. Yeah, just come over and see it whenever you like, mate. Pay mm-hmm. a million for it. But it wasn't. It was a bag. Had that. No, it was the CEO of, of, um, of CBA. Yeah. He right, was okay. online just, you know, clicking. Yeah. And I think it's like online. it's evolved to be simply CBA purchasing it but you have to put uh, initials in and we were like um right like we were just about to do our seven show and we just had seen that mc had purchased it and like (laughs) the producers coming up to us going like oh this could be michael clark and we're like there's i think there's a joke in this i don't actually maybe there's not maybe maybe if clark just buys it it's good that's it it was like (laughs) it's clark and warn and there's a joke but no Mm. it's probably off no Mm. maybe maybe Strange people can do nice things. The and funny, then it turns out the it was funny CBA. Thing for, <laughs> for me, would be if that were the case, which it wasn't. But let's keep going down the rabbit mm. hole of like Warren. Obviously, uh, sorry, Clark. Obviously, idolised Warren so much. He wore his twenty three ODI jersey. Mm. He said, now, "I will now buy your baggy green, and I'll mm. wear it around the house more than my own." Problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, it's just great. Yeah, it's good. This, this, this. I've forgotten what the Royal Commission was all about with the banks. <laughs> mm. It easily makes up for CBA. Royal insurance. Commission doesn't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Good point. All right, um, big bash. Marcus Stone has hit 147. Yeah, not out last night against the Sixers. He yeah. broke a record, 122 pairs for the previous high score. Dice a record. Short. I mean, how long's the big bash been going? This for? is this is the, n- <laughs> the ninth. 
Okay. The ninth year, BB, this is BBL nine. Yeah, I don't know why. I heard someone say BBL year nine the other made. day, and I just went straight into fucking you know corridors and links deodorant under my arms. Well, BBC <laughs> year nine. <laughs> why? <laughs> why? Why can't they just say the? Yeah, okay, whatever. Um, geez, he batted well. You got to say he, like, he, he batted incredibly. Well. It's one of those like yeah. lifetime yeah. innings is one hundred forty seven in a fucking twenty twenty game is incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah but I didn't like watch he, it. He <laughs> didn't watch it. <laughs> he's like uh, all bat speed. He's like power hitting everything yeah. at hip height. Yeah, he's good for stoyness. He always takes a few balls to get off the mark. He's a bit slow. People are like ah, oh, you know, he doesn't mm. doesn't um, what do you call it? Rotate the strike. But what about he had that shot where like he flicked it from outside off stump over mid wicket, and Incredible. there was it was just with his wrists. Like there was no. He does it. He does a thing like he's got no forearm extension mm-hmm. to the way he hits the ball. He's got no like it, like he's got wrist levers, mm. not arm levers. Oh, wrist pro- levers. Pro- what can he do his arms? in the gym? He goes for wrists. Like mm. you know, he can kind of do some small weights. Is it small yeah, you can hand do like weights. an isolation exercise for your forearms and yeah. you want to get into it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just curious because I want to might want to play that shot one day. Yeah, I might need to work on that. But he's exercise. like, and then I suppose like the enduring image of it was his bat raise for the ton. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, so I for those who that. didn't, like, uh, go and have a look at it. But a conventional bat raise, as in the face of the bat being held, his hand behind, mm. on the handle, mm. face of the bat. However, the difference was he placed his Melbourne Stars lid on top of the bat in the air. Yeah. And uh, I hadn't seen that before. And it just made me think, like, bat ra- like, I still think it's more conventional than people holding the fucking blade. I'm yeah. still not rating that. Yeah. But, um, Bat raises are getting real weird now. It like was, people are having to like evolve what bat raises are. It's yeah. like Marge with her, um, you know, country club dress, and then having yeah. to alter it. You yeah. know, so it just looks different every time yeah. until there's just nothing. Well, left. that's yeah, the yeah. highest you can get the bat because if you put something on top of the bat, yeah. like in terms of sheer Good height, point. you can't get any higher than that. Good point. Mm. I saw it, it, this was a tribute to Chris Gale apparently, where Chris Gale did it, where he was holding the blade and he yeah. put the lid on top of the handle, right, and did that. So I think that's you, you just, like it's a personification of yeah. the object. Yeah. So now that the bat becomes a human, the bat has done an the work. Extension of the self. It, it's an extension of the self. To de- and Marcus would have been thinking that as well mm. when this. I need to extend the self. Mm. It's still not like. I mean, it's still fairly conservative. Like yeah. like century celebrations, aren't oh, they? Like that, more. You could get well, real have, well, let's fucking just think weird. About where, where you could go with it. Like yeah. I still think about when I was. Um, I was procrastinating ahead of my year 12 exams. I found a Greg Matthews autobiography and he spoke <laughs> about his debut test uh, and he was approaching 100 against New Zealand at the Gabba and he was thinking about his dear coach, who, like his late coach, who right. passed away, who meant so much to me and he started to think about what his 100 celebration would be. And he said, if I score 100 on debut, I'm going to, once I bring up the 100, I'm going to hold a minute silence. <laughs> <laughs> And I, and he he was out for ninety one. He said he got distracted thinking about it. And I just I still think in alternate life, like I would just love to have seen him just stand there, yeah. can head you get timed yeah. out during a match. <laughs> timed out during yeah. <laughs> timed out for a hundred. Not sure, but just imagine that footage like that. What's the weirdest thing you could do? Like yeah. just thinking like, could you do it the other way around? Like if you held your back behind your, like you hold your bat behind your back and then extended your arms out like that. Yeah. So you're not actually facing. The um the crowd that you're saluting. I'm just yeah, trying to think yeah. how fucking weird okay. you can yeah, get that salute. I just feel like one of the trickiest moments in a cricket career is when someone has scored 100 and you're batting with them at the time. You don't really know yeah. what to do. And like yeah. in a test match scenario, you need to give them the spotlight. And so often the person batting with them is kind of like loitering around. Yeah. And if Greg Matthews was conducting a minute silence, you have to give it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like fucking Dean Jones, the other end is just like next to him. Just be <laughs> yeah. like, or you could just Greg. go, yeah, after 45 yeah. seconds, like everyone yeah. does in the crowd during a minute silence. Could you use the non-striker to assist your like batting? Like century celebration, somehow oh. like stand on their back or something. You know, like in <laughs> soccer, like they you get on one knee, the goal scorer, and the guy pretends to polish the boots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know if you could do, like it's obviously got spikes. Or the person on, so on top, on their back. person gets on your shoulders and salutes yeah. the crowd, so you've got the unbelievable height. That's yeah, like, like how high can you in the get? Air. Yeah, well, Andrew, somebody get on their shoulders like a like a um, okay. acrobat, yeah. and then hold Cheerleading the helmet pyramid. On that. You could Who do can that. You do the MCG AFL mark sort of thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that would be good. Jezalinko. I mean, Andrew Andrew Simons when he scored his hundred the MCG against England, he like jumped on Andrew. Um, Matthew Hayden mm. whose lid was then just compressed yeah. into his face it was a horribly scary moment for Matthew yeah true <laughs> horribly scary horribly scary, horribly scary. I was terrified mm. said Matthew um, so yeah that's Stoinis I can't okay. escape Stoinis um, Stoinis's lack of suspension um, oh, yeah. after last week we sort of bro- spoke about it last week but yeah Stoinis yeah. was fined seven and a half thousand dollars Pattinson it's about two weeks ago said I think a very similar thing and was fined matches. Yeah. He was left out of a test squad. Stoinis, I don't know. 
It's uh, look, I, like I, I say the thing about Stoinis is like, mate, he like, hits a clean ball. It's it's a clean yeah. ball. I say like he's like he's been great to us. He's yeah. been very kind, like being our show. He's yeah. been funny, but like you kind of got I like to how we've inserted ourselves in the story. Oh, no, I'm just saying. Was, well, you always have to caveat out, something like, for criticizing something. Unbelievably despicable to like use that language on the yeah. field and like. He hasn't been asked to apologise. I mean, you know, I'm sure he had. Like, according to him, or according to reports, he expected to get banned. Right. I don't even think that. Okay. It's probably not even about him anymore. It's about how he gets treated. You mm-hmm. know, like, um, and I think that particular word and its connotations, like, about it. And apparently, he was very distraught about it. Right. He probably said it out of a bad habit. Many of us have bad language habits. Like, um, I'm just surprised that. They've been so lenient about it. Um, maybe they don't want to look like language police, uh, which is probably fair enough. But I just think that word in particular is pretty rough in 2020. Like you see news reports with it even today, like the, the word on paper and you just wince. <laughs> yeah. And go, oh, I don't, I don't it's know. not a word that's yeah. ever going to look good in print. Yeah. And, no. But, but I don't, so it's not, I don't even think it's really about Stoinis anymore. Stoinis ex- expected no, I, to I get uh, banned you know, for it. But they've yeah, just gone strangely like lenient on it. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Kane Richardson in an article said, uh, I've never seen him that angry before in regards yeah. to that, that night. So, mm. I don't know. Mm. Bit going on. Bit going um, on there. Bit going on. Well, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, the stars are doing unbelievably well. They've Good played... investigation from us. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we're all just shaking our heads and turning away from the microphone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, in terms of the stars, played nine games, eight wins. Yeah. Um, they're doing incredibly well. The same thing happened last year. Well, it's very similar thing happened last year. The front runners of the competition, but then absolutely fucked it in the final. Yeah. Um, they got Glenn Maxwell in the side. They got Stoinis. Both these guys aren't going to India, which is surprising. Kind of like when we speak about the Indian tour in a second, but like they are the strongest team on paper. The stars, yes. Yeah. Well, and they're front like, runners. They're, yeah, massively. Although, like, there is this kind of revisionism on Maxwell and Stoinis not going to India. I mean, they were just playing really shit before the India tour was selected. They've played some pretty ordinary short-form cricket. And now, I mean, particularly in the case of Maxwell, he's had a break. Uh, He's cited mental health issues. He's had a break. And now we're just seeing, like, fucking ultimate Glenn Maxwell. And and it came after the selection. He even said he shouldn't have been taken. But uh, it was interesting, like, David Hussey, who's the coach, said, uh, you know, that the dressing room is really critical for him at the Stars. He's just a, you know, gang of rare units. He feels good there. You can tell he's got the bit between his teeth. He's captain. And... You know, in the form he's in at the moment, like that innings he played against the Renegades, unbelievable. And um, he could bat in the middle order, like in all three formats in this form. You know, he's like, he's obviously in fucking whatever Space Jam beast mode. Like he's batting bareheaded like Keith Miller. He's just unstoppable at the moment. So it's very good for the stars that he's there. If if they pick the team now, he'd, Stoinis and Maxwell would be close to like first picked. But Mm. yeah. But they didn't and they're Mm. not. Edo's uh, Dale Stain's time uh, in the Big Bash is over. Mm. Um, what are some of the highlights that you take away from Dale Stain? <laughs> bowling home My highlights Bash. was the firstly the announcement that he was coming to play in the BBL. Yeah, that was good. And then you telling me now that he's left. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, didn't he get yeah. pumped? I remember when he, when he played his first he's game. No I'm impact. sure he got fucking pumped in his first yeah, over no in the BBL. Yeah. Yeah. He replaced no. Harris Ralph, yeah. who'd taken right. five for him, was yeah. the leading wicket taker yeah. in the BBL. Yeah. Yeah. But Bloke Ralph came from like... Um, Tasmania. Yeah, Tazzy yeah. Pucker. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great few weeks in Australia, though. Yeah. Mm. What about Tom Banton? Tom Banton's time's come and gone. He's mm. leaving now. Yeah. Thoughts? You would have seen some highlights of Tom Banton. In, mm. t- in terms of clean ball hitting, mm. I don't think I've ever seen a cleaner Probably ball Probably the hit. best trajectory and parabola of a ball that mm. I've ever seen hit yeah. is mm. by Tom Banton. Big Can't rap. hit him through the offside, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weak, weak through the offside. Really weak. So, therefore, shit at cricket. Mm. Um, Except when he hits it left-handed for six. <laughs> but apart from that. But is that the offside? Oh. That's probably good. That's a good segue into the Renshaw catch. A bit as well. Oh, yeah. Speaking of cricket laws, yeah, uh, a lot of conjecture over this as well. Um, and you know, as like as my dad points out, cricket's a game of laws, not yeah, rules. The laws of cricket and the laws. Um, but yeah, like we saw this you. this catch. Yeah, uh, some point like the uh, you know according to the laws of cricket, it was the correct decision. He was out. But like, and so somewhere along the line, like three or so years ago, they've clearly decided that like these catches have great virility. You know when they get um, when they get caught, uh, like but but like the principle of the law with this with Renshaw. Did you guys see the catch by the way? So for the people yeah. who are playing yeah. overseas um, who might not have seen this catch, um, he he takes the catch in the field of play, yeah. lobs it up, and he's lobbed it mm. up 
backwards, basically. So he's yeah. now over the rope. Yeah. And his feet are planted on the ground at that stage. On the ground. Outside, on the, the, outside, outside the field of, of play. And then he jumps in the air, parries the ball yeah. uh, whilst in the air, back into the field of play, then walks mm. onto the field of play and catches it. Oh, someone, a teammate catches it. Yeah. Hits it to teammate someone. Came, you're right. Yeah. I actually watched it live, saw the catch, and then immediately switched the channel thinking that's not a catch. I didn't even <laughs> stick with it. I was like, that, there's no way in the yeah. world that that's a catch. And then I you know, saw the resulting mm. furor on social media yeah. the next day when I checked my feed. Mm. Because mm. I don't refresh my feet every three seconds. <laughs> yeah, um, and I was shocked. I was actually shocked. Shocked. I'm shocked. And yeah. I, I'm and enjoying. Appalled. I'm enjoying that you have just flicked on the big bash. You've seen that guy that's not a catch, then mm. flicked onto something else. Yeah. <laughs> not a catch. That is yeah. the big yeah. bash, isn't it? Yep. Straight onto love on the spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Like like the principle of the law is plainly ridiculous. Mm. Yeah. Like uh, like an instinctive level, as we as you mm. were just saying. Like most people can see that when like the fielder should not have any rights over the ball. When needing to perform an action outside the field of play, why haven't you blinked in three minutes? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like the the ball has had sufficient power to require the fielder to be outside the field of play where everyone performs mm. their actions. He must yeah. now do things outside the boundary, mm. and they've gone. Well, yeah, but if his feet are in the air, then you know he's mm. got his rights back. International. Well, this waters. wouldn't happen if ropes were still if ropes were non-existent. Mm. I still maintain that the boundary should be the fence, and I don't care what OHS issues mm. that brings up as a result. I think leg breaks in the big bash could be an interesting, mm. you know, new new category. Mm. Play some R and B music over tops and fireworks if someone goes off the field, mm. like that kind of stuff. Mm. I mean, leg like bra- as in people breaking their leg, not just leg spin. <laughs> Tiger arrival. Yeah, 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 yeah. More leg. I think more leg breaks. Yeah. <laughs> it's nineteen forty-three. <laughs> Um, do you see like the amount of sixes that like just go over the rope, for instance? Like, are people going to be able to start just fielding like out of the field? Well, that's of what play? people were saying. Like, like you could, could get really fucking silly. You yeah. could take a catch, then run up, you know, to the buy yeah. sausage roll, then run back down. High yeah, five, sixteen. Yeah. But that's, like, that's, why does being ex- your feet being in the air outside the field of play like outrank the fact that mm-hmm. you need to be there? Like, clearly the ball has propelled itself mm-hmm. over the rope. Mm-hmm. Why does the batter not get the advantage out of that? Like, it feels nah, but he's, if, if his feet are in the air, then yeah. you know that kind of supersedes that. It's ridiculous. Well, it's international waters, Pez. It's just like if you you can't murder someone you know on land, but you can yeah. take them on a boat. You have to coax them Good offshore. Point. Um, where there is no jurisdiction yep. by mm. law. No, I'm persuaded by yeah. that, actually. Yeah. That's a good decision. Stop the boats. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, now, uh, we should talk about um, Chris Green, okay. friend of the show. Uh, he's been cited for chucking. Mm. This one came it's out of... It's our friends of the show getting into trouble. <laughs> yeah. Mm. It's, uh, uh, I didn't see this coming. I, I, I watched him bowl. I didn't think at any point... Like, Wasn't Chuck's there, it. like, a few years ago, there was a bit of this talk about his action? Was there? I think. Enlighten us. Yeah, I remember it. No, I've got no more follow-up on that. <laughs> Okay. I do remember some rumours circulating yeah, right. um, around it. But then kind of he just, you know, continued on his upwards trajectory mm. in, in the mean, BBL and a, then no one really talked to it again. But it seemed to have come out of out of nowhere, really. Mm. Yeah. It's a great result for him. I mean, he's got a nine-year contract and he doesn't have to play. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, Good for him. That's a terrible I think contract, that, by the way. <laughs> <It's, laughs> right. They obviously didn't yeah. see it coming either. Yeah. Just about going to play? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Most games, every game. Yeah. Every game. Yeah. Nine years. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. the thing that like has annoyed most club cricketers, like club cricketers, just love to know about this stuff ahead of time. You know, yeah. like oh man, he chucks it. You know what I mean? Mm. Oh, why does he wear long sleeves? Mm. You know, and they just like, and then when <laughs> yeah. it comes out, they just feel so smugly, uh, you know, in the know. But I just n- had never heard anybody, or maybe I'm in the wrong circles, just hadn't heard anyone say like, mm. "Gee, Green's a bit suspect." I'd never heard of either. Like yeah. when I saw that there was a Thunder guy in trouble, I was like, "Oh, that'd be Arjun now." Like he he mm. he he has been done before. Mm. Uh, he but chucks yeah, it. It was it was Green, and also you know he's um. You know, an Anglo-Saxon Australian, yeah. uh, and you know we never do anything wrong. So well, we never cheated ever. Yeah, so, so that's all, good. Or you know, get involved in the chucking stuff. So, but Dan Christian saw it coming, didn't he? Yeah. Well, they call him Siri. Yeah. You see, knows everything. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe BBL guys have known for ages, mm. but I didn't know shit. Um, well, let's get into the real important stuff. And this India versus Australia, there's three three yeah. three, three, three ODIs coming up. Um, the first one's in Mumbai tomorrow, mm. which is Tuesday. It's been recorded on Monday. Um, in terms of meaningless cricket, how meaningless is this meaningless series? Well, it's meaningful because it's different from like what we've ever experienced before. You I know, said it's meaningless. It's, it's a change. Yes, um, like it's Australian Open time in the tennis, yeah. and when you're in Australia, like that has to be matched with like colour clothes and sleepy cricket with yep. close finishes that you barely take notice of. Mm. <laughs> um, and sure, we have that with the big bash, um, but I need to—I need a gold team on it. This, when, when the Australian Open's on, I need to flick between channels. I need mm. to see the gold team on, which mm-hmm. is Australia. I need to be playing at home in front of a packed crowd 
And of course, that's a crowd that I won't contribute to or go to. I need others to go and do that yeah. um, for my television <laughs> pleasure, um, pleasure that I may or may not engage in. Um, like my wife might want to watch an ABC program like Love on the Spectrum or yeah. something, which is a lovely program. Yeah, good, good, and they're very really courageous. Good. Good point. Sometimes it's funny. Um, and so this is change, you know, and it's, and it's difficult. Like there will be cricket on Australia, we're playing, but it's not going to be the same. No. And I read it's the first time in 50 years that we've fucked off overseas this early in the summer. Mm. And that is serious change for us to deal with. Yeah, yeah. And then I think um, New Zealand are going to come back here in March for three equally meaningless yeah. ODIs. Yeah. And but at least it will be here. Do you want to know how but meaningless it is? Fucking yeah. Justin Langer's not going. Yeah. The yeah. coach of the Australian yeah. cricket team just doesn't fancy it. Mm. We, need, we need a break. I'm not sure what the context of it is. Probably deserves it. Morrison Hawaii stuff. Mm. But why is he not going to coach the Australian cricket team? Because it's still the Australian summer and we need to win matches. Well, he deserves a break. He's, uh, he's, he's, he's handballed it off to Andrew McDonald, who's going to look after the side. Is this um, Andrew has a ship? wonderful bar- baritone voice. We might Does just he? get him onto the show. Yeah, oh, it's, it, it's so baritone. It's fucking... Well, let's not get him on the show. Yeah, good point. Actually. Baritone. Yeah. Well, now, now that he's amazing. reached a specific profile where you can accept him on the show. Yeah, good point. My yeah. problem with this is like <laughs> everything that is bad that happens to Australian cricket happens on foreign soil. Interesting. And Lang is not going to be there. Yeah. What yeah. if another, you know, what if another sand, sandpaper happens? There's always yeah. a possibility on foreign soil. Yeah. And they're away from home. They're away from the scrutiny of regulators such as the grade cricketer. Mm-hmm. What, what could happen? Well, we get yeah. so wound up overseas because we are famously the villains to, mm. in every country's eyes, and, and rightfully so, to be fair. Mm. And, you know, when, when other countries give it back to us, we don't like it, and then no. we get a bit worked up, and then starts to go a bit wrong. But mm. the scrutiny is off us. We'll pay less attention, you know. But these games, are, they're on at, like, fucking two in the morning. Like, yeah. the, the Indian time zone does not work for Australian audiences. Yeah. So, like, not, not only is this, like, meaningless cricket, but, like, we're, not gonna, we're just going to wake up to... Yeah, we're going to wake up to Sandy. I need to wake, wake up, up and chaos. watch three-minute like highlights packages of Ashton Turner hitting 95 off 30 yeah. just to feel safe, but that's yeah. about all they can but do. But it won't mean anything because nothing ha- means anything overseas unless it happens yeah. here. Yeah, that's true. Apparently Andrew McDonald is like sleeping overnight at the ground to work out what time the Jew comes in. Oh, in that's a great Mumbai. preparation. Well, that's the sort of shit we need. Can't he delegate yeah. that kind of stuff? No, but Australian cricket's moving towards this nerd model, you know, with like Labu Shane Smith and now McDonald's camping at the grounds, pitching up his tent just to... Right. Record the time that Jew comes in, so it can work out, you know, when to uh, bat first, ball first, you know, whatever. So, mm. and this is sort of these are the sorts of changes yeah, okay. we need. Mm. Cool. All right. Um, hey, other cricket's happening in the world as well. England are playing against right. South Africa. They drew the they t- drew the series one all. Uh, the second test there, but the big takeaway from that was Josh Butler suddenly sledging Vernon Philander. Dave, you would have seen this. You would have seen the, the, I did the, see the heavy hitting sledging. Did you see the reaction online? England people loving it. They loved They're it. They're fucking getting into it, aren't they? Yeah. Visceral. They get the, yeah. Yeah, there was so much anger and vitriol in in his voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Josh Butler's voice. It was quite. It was, really it was quavery. It was, did you believe it? Shaking. No, I didn't believe it. It was yeah. shaky, and Philander just stood there, yeah. or incredulously, yeah. and just went, "Mate, is that is that seriously the best you've got?" And, just, yeah. and Bustler was, he was like using his gloves to like yeah. emphasize his point. Mate, you fucking lost the battle. Yeah. <laughs> Just the cinematography of it as well was Ben Stokes was behind him. Yeah. And you could hear him saying like, stare him down, Joss. Because like Butler like wanted, he said the words and he like he wanted to look away and like his eyes like if you zoomed in yeah. you could see like some some watering going on. If you Just did Butler, one of those like, like yeah, you could take three screenshots, one progressively closer <laughs> yeah. towards the eye, yeah. which is quivering and yeah, full of liquid. Exactly. Yeah. And just like famously. A lovely man, Joss Butler. There was actually a story about six days before about um, about what he actually said to Johnny Bairstow when they on the podium. Mm. Um, and, and Joss said to... Winning the World Cup. Winning the World Cup, sorry, winning the World Cup. Um, and Joss Butler's tapped uh, Johnny on the shoulder and said, your dad would be really proud. And yeah. It was like this beautiful moment shot by Sky Sports, I presume. And uh, it obviously meant a lot to Johnny Bairstow. And that, Still uh, welcome on the show. St- exactly. And... Uh, and that's the kind of guy Josh Butler is. But like when he was trying to take down Venezuela, I was like, I don't, I'm not believing it. Yeah, Matt, when he, Matt he Wade started. Does it, I don't I think he it. did. I think he started, and he's like, oh, that's just come out of my mouth, <laughs> and I have to stay. <laughs> yeah. And it's really funny because like you know, like English cricket Twitter is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the King of Wit probably self-appointed in a lot of ways, and a lot of people pointed out. Oh, imagine if the Aussies had done this. And mm-hmm. uh, I just feel like a lot of those English Twitter guys just for a second mm-hmm. got that fucking bloodthirsty taste <laughs> yeah. of what it's like to. Yeah. Ju- you would never admit it yeah. publicly, but just that bloodthirsty taste of what it feels like to have players in your team really give it to the opposition, and they liked it. <laughs> they I did. feel like they liked it. Yeah. Uh, I didn't see many people slapping it down or saying it was um, yeah. poor behaviour, but just to look closely into Butler's eyes 
surprised was to see water and redness and fear. Mm. Uh, anyway, South Africa lost three for 11 after that. Yeah. And, it and England works. won. So, works. you know, yeah. sledging works, Brad guys. <laughs> England, welcome. Sledging works. And sledging in South Africa works really well. It, it does. Yeah. Yeah. It leads to good things. Yeah, it leads to good things. So be careful, England. Yeah. No, I'd say that I'd say... <laughs> you sound a lot like a podcast competitor. That's <laughs> a strong word. Um yeah, I, I just like to be fair. Like England have credits in the bank there, whereas I think by the time Australia got to South Africa, absolutely not, not many, not many Frank absolutely. credits left there. So, I'm just uh, saying that I just blank. think on a, no one to admit it, but just that visceral level is just yeah. like, oh, that feels good. It's just it? funny, it just came from just every so often. He's so nice, he is, yeah, he's, uh, and he's yeah. probably my favourite. That's what cricket does to good, he's nice good. people. Mm. Uh, that's what cricket does. To Stare nice him people. out. Hey, uh, Josh Phillips is on the show, and also Michael Vaughan is on the show. Before we get into hashtag Ask TGC, it'll be a fascinating evening when the Australians do bat. Simons. Well fielded. Oh, you fucking bark. Oh, dear, oh dear. That's two for 215. Okay, uh, it's a pleasure to have this young giant join us today. He's got levers. He hits a clean ball. Shane Warne loves him. Uh, he's going to the IPL this year. It's Josh Phillippe, uh, and he joins us on the Great Cricketer. G'day, Josh. Hey, guys. How you going? Very well, thank you. Uh, we sort of kick off the same way, Josh. Um, you made your first class debut when you were sort of 19 or 20. You're no doubt a, a pathway kid going through all the rep teams. Um, do pathway kids even play grade cricket anymore? And if so, what's it like and how quickly do you want to get out of there? Oh, well, I've been playing a little bit of grunts this year and I average about seven, so I don't want to play another game. <laughs> <laughs> well, is, that, like, is, is it just hard to get yourself up for um, you know low standard uh, cricket against amateurs? <laughs> No, I just keep picking off. I think got the better of me. Mm. <laughs> well, I suppose the first question we need to ask, Josh, is um, when are you going to move to New South Wales so you're eligible to play for Australia? <laughs> Still got a few more years on my WA contract. Uh, That's a contract issue. It's a right, contract right, issue, right. yeah. Yeah, well, um, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> non-committal yeah. Philippi non-committal uh, On New South Wales contract You can just see the Fox Sports headlines now We used to get Fox Sports headlines actually And then they stopped writing them When we changed yeah. the podcast network Anyway yeah. enough about us um, Oh just on that Josh um, we'll, let, Let's just bypass the great cricket stuff And get into the you know The, the major stuff. stuff Like you you obviously uh, base yourself in WA You're a WA guy um, But you've moved to Sydney For the BBL Can you just tell us how that move came about? Um, yeah so Basically I was sort of playing a few one day at WA and getting a few rounds and the Sporters didn't have any contracts left um, last year and I got an offer from the Sixers to keep an open the batting and it was it was too good you know too good to be true almost so I, I took the move last year and, and loved it and you know now really excited to to have some other so um yeah. Stay on. Cool. So it's pretty simple. The score just didn't offer you a contract yeah. in the sixes. <laughs> yeah. 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 um, cool. Yeah. Good question. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Good question from me. I mean, I, I suppose what I'm getting at is like, can you can you sort of contrast the like attitude of cricket in WA to maybe come over and playing in Sydney? Like, is there a difference in the way both states kind of go about it? Uh, do you enjoy a break from from WA cricket? Uh, like, like what, what what are the differences? Yeah, I mean, Big Bash is a, is a completely different setup. I guess it's a very relaxed environment. So, um, I guess shield cricket and one day cricket, there's it's a bit more serious. You know, we train a bit more, and there's a few more things to the obligations you got to do. Um, but yeah, over here it just seems you know super relaxed, really. And I sort of I love that environment. And, I feel like I'm thriving it as well. You obviously have like good friends playing for the Scorchers, and like some of the conversation around those guys has been the, the, the travel they have to put up with. And while well, people say like, "Oh, going to Perth, it's a long way," uh, sort of forgetting that the Scorchers have to travel for every other game on yeah. the SNC board. Like, the, it, do, you, do you find that to be a, a big disadvantage for the Scorchers guys? Yeah, absolutely. I think when um, when they have to play um with only one day in between games mm. and, and they got a four and a half hour flight. I think that's a massive disadvantage. Um I mean I guess it's a little bit different when it's only a sort of a, a three hour game and something at night. But it's still it's not ideal when you're pretty much wasting your your day off travelling. Mm. So you you'd obviously welcome a, an Auckland based team as well. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> 
Mate, I'll, can you just tell us about the Sixers setup? Obviously, a few good characters in there as well. Like, you know, you're a you're a young buck. You're about to go to the IPL. I'm sure you um you know earn a lot of attention from some of the elder Sixers players. Like, whose wing are you under in the Sixers? You know, like who's guiding um, you around? Um, I'm primarily talking about off the field. I probably spend a little bit too much time with Sophie, which is very dangerous. <laughs> and, I probably should be careful, but um, no, I do get on with Sophie quite well. And a, a few of the other lads, like Susie, um, Moses as well, um, yeah, they all, all like to have a beer every now and then. So I often uh, like, to, like to join in. Could you like compare the, the say the Sydney circuit to the to the Perth circuit? I suppose, like you know, just in terms of the you know, the character and the colours and the, and the conversations. Well, Marcus Marcus Harris was very complimentary of the Perth circuit he was during too, the test he? match, but yeah. uh, you know, Sydney might be better mm. if it was open. <laughs> yeah, um, a little bit different, I guess. Um, I feel like Perth, you know, there's a really good Sunday session you know, the H in Perth, but um, <laughs> I guess in, in Sydney. Um, I do love the Coogee Pavilion. I think that's mm. just one of the greatest venues on earth. <laughs> <laughs> so much reverence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 500 metres from, from my apartment as well, which helps. So. <laughs> <laughs> London, New York, Paris, Tokyo, Coogee Pav. Absolutely. Some of the greats. I want to ask you like, how, how you sort of um, feel about the attention, sort of the very... First game of the Sixers this year, scored some runs. Right at the top of the bat, all of a sudden, this guy needs to play 100 tests for Australia. You know, do you, are you sort of aware of, like, the sort of fanfare about you in the, in the Big Bash? And, and so how, how do you cope with that? Um, yeah, it's, it's obviously still pretty new to me, um, being quite young. But it, it's amazing how one game, you know, you, you do well in one game and all of a sudden you should be test captain of, like, <laughs> captain of Australia. And, and yeah, you should. Yeah, and you should, yeah. Yeah. I've had one good T20 game and, and I think I should be the next, you know, test keeper batter. Um, <laughs> like, you know, they, they kind of draw comparisons from absolutely anything and then you, then you miss out twice and all of a sudden you should be playing two great. So, um, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, you just got to, you can't read too much into it. I mean, you know, the public sort of say what, say what they got to say and you just mm. got to, you know, I guess not, not read into it. Yeah. I don't see where the lie is in either of those things. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Succeed, test captain, yeah, yeah. fail, third grade. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a roller coaster, well, but you know that's I'm, cricket. I actually I'm about to be dropped from my club side anyway. I actually, I actually hadn't heard that you um, that you were going to replace Tim Payne. But I think you put that out mm. there as well. That's that's good. Mm. That's good from you. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that serious? Are you on the brink at your club side at the moment? Oh well. I... I don't think so. I think they're going to stick with me for a bit longer. <laughs> Averaging um, seven. Well, uh, you need a clean yeah. ball, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry my, about my this. Hang, my, my keeping's hanging on first go, put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Continuing to give me a game. Look, look over the gloves. I need a keeper. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I mean, you know, on that note, like you're in the you're in the top ten run scorers of the BBL. It's, it, it, it still is a good season for you this year, and there's still finals to come. You could do some damage. Like, um, just on the question of the next level, more more about your attitude towards it. You're obviously keeping very relaxed, but you know, like, how impatient are you to get to the next level? Oh, there's a T20 World Cup coming up next year. Like, is that a goal for you? Is is that something that's you know important for you in the near future? Oh, yeah, I guess if I keep doing well, and, um, yeah, I definitely think it's it, it's a goal, but I don't think it's a be all and end all. I mean, I'll be 23 when the, the World Cup comes around next year, um, so uh, I guess I've still got plenty of time on my side, and you know, it all sort of happens at its own pace. So you know, I, I don't really want to rush it, but if I continue to do well and get picked, I mean, that that would be you know, sort of an amazing achievement. Um, but I guess just. Keep trying to trying to do what I do well and, and see what happens. You're obviously facing international standard bowlers quite often in the Big Bash and and sometimes third graders. Um, <laughs> it should be said, but um, I mean, Rashid Khan had a had a bumper season last year and he's going great this year as well. He took a hat trick the other day. Um, a couple yeah. of days ago, you hit, you hit what eighty three or fifty something balls. Took him down. I mean, like people. I remember Shane Warne saying that he's harder to pick under lights. Do you, do you find that some spinners and and some bowlers are harder to pick at different times of the day? Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, yeah, for whatever reason, it just, it just seems quite hard to uh, to see the seam, especially at night on the ball. So mm-hmm. it's quite hard to see which 
you know, which way sort of the revolutions are going. And right. Especially someone like Rashid Khan involves a lot of uh, cross seamers as well. So, you know, he's, oh, I, I can't pick him. I've got no idea. So, <laughs> but you hit 83 you know, 50 against him. Yeah. Especially well, if you could pick him. <laughs> <laughs> but the best advice I had to play him was play him like a medium pacer because he bowled so fast. So, right. you know, I was just, I was just moving outside the line of my stump. So, Basically, if it hit me on the pad, it was hopefully hitting outside off stump. And mm-hmm. you know, if you bowled me around around my legs, so you know, that, I was just going to accept that. So then I just try to sweep everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was at, the plan. As uh, as we go to air, it's the, it's the night after uh, Marcus Thorne. This is said 147 not mm-hmm. out. Um, you were you were keeping in that game, so you know, to use a cliche, you've had a pretty good view. Um, like everyone else, did you feel like it was a bit selfish of him to stay in that inning so we couldn't watch Maxwell? Or? <laughs> oh, absolutely. That would have made 250 if Maxie got a hit. <laughs> but, um, no, he, was, he was incredible last night. Um, it just seemed everything just, just went his way. I don't think he missed the middle of his bat all night. And, you know, it's, it, was, it was an absolutely incredible innings and pretty, pretty cool to sort of be, be out there for it because I'm not sure we're going to see him, um, you know, any, anything as as good as that from when, uh, when you were walking off the field last night who did, did, did someone say oh, I reckon they're 30 short here yeah <laughs> someone this. say what sorry yeah did, 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 oh, yeah. yeah I think someone needed to make 140 for us to get it mm. um, but it wasn't it wasn't nice so you know um, if we had a few more wickets in hand you just never know but we needed to be Sort of up with the run rate the whole way through, and mm. you know it's it's really tough, and lose a couple, and then have to rebuild. And, you know you're always sort of behind the game, so yeah, it's just yeah, well, oh, oh, yeah. I mean, tough, very tough chasing two twenty. Mm. <laughs> I love how you're squirming, knowing that as you're walking off the field, this is going to be hard. But I can't, I can't say that. <laughs> yeah. Let, let's all just yeah. tell each other that we might be able to do yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Someone's got to stand oh, up here. You've got to have some confidence somewhere. Don't of course, you? of yeah. course. Um, well, oh, look, and and on that note, you know, your, your confidence must be uh, through the roof after getting picked up in the IPL this year as well. Yeah. You know, it's the mecca for T Twenty players, Royal Challengers, Bangalore. Um, when you talk to people about this kind of stuff, especially if you get picked up toward the end of the auction, they sort of just talk about just being a squad player and maybe getting a game or two. Like, what's your attitude going into it? You just eyes wide open, looking forward to it. What what, what are your aims there? Yeah, uh, I mean, it'll be really cool to, to potentially get a few games but I'm obviously aware that um, you know they're only allowed four overseas and, and that some of the overseas are like A.B. De Villiers Dale Stain um, Chris Morris Aaron Finch Payne Richardson so you know it's it's not the be all and end all if I, if I don't get a game I think it'll just be really cool to be over there and, and be a part of the setup and, and see how it works over there Mate um I can just hear you getting called to board your flight, <laughs> so we might uh, <laughs> let you go. But thank, we appreciate your time, wishing you all the best for the rest of the uh, competition, and um, just yeah, remember us when you're um, playing your hundredth test and captain, <laughs> or playing second grade. Yeah, yeah, either way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, cheers, guys. No worries. It's a lot more secure in behind. Pushing forward. Uh, funny place, Australia, at the moment. Mm. Sometimes. Bit going on, as I like to say. <laughs> uh, TJC. Yeah. Uh, you know, some things not so good, like um, holidaying away from Australia when you should probably be here. Mm-hmm. Or probably just um, young liberals, yep. generally. Um, but there's some good things. About Australia as well, Australian-owned, Australian-made businesses, budgie smuggler, very, very tenuous link this time, but it's a competition now. Yeah, jobs and it. growth. Mm. Plenty of jobs and growth. Mm. I thought you said chops and growth. Just mm. Chops and growth. Chops mm. and growth. Which is a new That's what they're taking to the next election, That's the a new coalition. <laughs> take that one to the next <laughs> well, election. that could be anything. Mm. Chops and growth. Chops and growth is a new yeah, fake if, some, if, someone's bring, if someone's bringing chops and growth, that's something I can get behind. Should be the other way around. That's though, actually the tagline for budgie smuggler. Is it? Should be. <laughs> for certain. For blokes of a certain. Um, Ilk. Ilk, yeah. I'm just on, uh, I'm scrolling through Budgie's 
website at the moment, just looking at like the various products here. It's chops actually, and growth. It's actually, yeah, I'm she's, on a website. It's usually the other way around. I'm on a website looking at chops and growth. <laughs> and uh, this, like some of these are so, and these aren't even like the custom ones that you can get done on budgiesmuggler.com. There's like, I'm just looking, there's, there's winks, there's wink smugglers. Mm. Winksy, winksy yeah. girl. <laughs> exactly. Mm. Aboriginal flag. You got uh, Adam Ashley Hoopers. Oh, that's nice. Some, is that, some is wallaby that, stuff. Is that Adam Ashley Cooper and Michael Hooper? Combined, um, they're just the Australian green and gold, just sort of oh, I see uh, horizontal stripes. Right, it's, um, got it. it's, it's what your wild, wild wild flowers. I went to a your... face swap between both of them. A face swap? Mm. Well, Whatever happened to the face swap? Kind of died out, didn't it? I like the Russians got what they wanted. That's right. He's in power, isn't mm. he? Yeah, Morrison or Trump? Who are we talking about? We're talking about deep fakes, aren't we? We're talking about something. Watermelons. I I hate coriander. What's the deal with the hate for coriander? I feel like it's the most inoffensive. It's called a garnish in the US. I think. What is it? Arugula. Arugula. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, Coriander's called wrong. arugula. It's called something different in the US. Okay. Yeah. Which really threw me when I went to the US and tried to get some coriander for my salsa. Yeah. Mm. But don't you think it's the just it's so inoffensive? It's like people who don't like capsicum. Mm. It's like you barely it's water. It triggers some people though. It does. It's yeah. A real trigger. It's a colour. Yeah. I'm was, a big I'm a big coriander guy. Um, are I you? said that. Can yeah. you be big on it? I'd say it's a figure well, of speech. It's a figure of speech for okay. liking things, yeah. Okay. And I like capsicum. I wasn't aware that capsicum had an issue. Big time. And how does this relate to budgiesmuggler.com.au? Uh, well, it's a colourful, uh, colourful product. Mm. A colourful products on budgiesmuggler.com. It's used in water. Dave was saying it's not called um, coriander mm. in the states, mm. but in the UK, it's also called budgiesmuggler.com. So, so it's a yeah. global brand. Mm. That's right for global people. That's right. And just for the clarification of, of the detail oriented out there, we continually refer to the website as .com and then sometimes as .au. But if you type in budgetsmuggler.com, it actually defers to .com.au. You can't use the internet at this stage. It's one of the great fuck things off. about budgetsmuggler. You can do whatever you want. Mm. If you can't use the internet, fuck off. I can't find budgetsmuggler. <laughs> probably not listening to this cast. Yeah. I like the yeah. I like the questions we get about how do I find the podcast. Yeah, you could have found it in the time that you took the time to send the message. We to don't us. want you as a listener. Yeah. <laughs> if you're writing to us asking where to find it, we don't want you. Mm. <laughs> Please leave. Yeah, <laughs> that's budgiesmuggler.com. Don't are you? Are the captain? Hashtag RCDC. Oh, nice. <sighs> Wonderful chats that we had. <laughs> no, I should. Well, I might as well just say it now. Please. Either Michael Vaughan's on the show or he's not. Mm. And uh, we're, we're waiting for confirmation. He has seen our latest DM. He's yeah. seen it. Seen it. Blue ticks all around. So, what's your guess at this stage? You know, I feel so confident. You feel confident feel he's going to come through. Yep. Yeah, Tim Breslin is wrong. Yeah, and I feel confident. Yeah, we've been warned yep. that that like Vaughn may or may not yep. partake in these things, which is probably you know he's given us more time than the other mm-hmm. opposing captain in the O five Ashes. <laughs> so, true, you know, true. Um, yeah, and everything is through yeah. that prism. I'm guessing, and you know, this is just going on the line. I'm guessing there's there'll be a text that comes through. After the show is finished and we've all departed, mm. this is this is the rock and roll life of the podcast that on yeah. the fly, you know. Yeah. You make it to the absolute top of the niche cricket satirical podcast game, mm-hmm. yeah. And then every week it's a fucking gamble. I was, <laughs> will they come on or won't? I was they? surprised yeah. that iTunes out of that category to the store. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and we're coming third. <laughs> um, it's that time of year where the the end of season awards are starting to come round. All of your hopes and dreams have already failed, um, but why not get us? the great cricketers, along to your end-of-season awards night. It's a greatcricketer.club, and we can speak um, mockingly to your faces. Uh, uh, you, you can take us anywhere, all around the country. We've already been around the country already, Pez, haven't we? Yeah. This, this, this happened last year, and we're very grateful when people would like our services to celebrate their year. Um, but what happens is, like, every club around Australia holds its end-of-season presentation in the same two-week period, so yep. genuinely does book up. Um, so, you know, if you do... Want to get in touch? Then you know, do it. Gradecricketer.club is the place to contact us. As you also get the merchandise there. Blah blah blah. You know the deal. You know how the internet works. Unless you don't, in which case, as Dave rightly says, fuck off. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ! It's too aggressive. late to edit that out as well. Bit aggressive. Too late. Bit aggressive. All right. John Smith writes in. Says, "Good day, lads. I have a query for you. I'm going into the last year of my degree, and I'm thinking about potential career paths. As someone of a left-leaning persuasion, I've drawn to jobs where I might be able to help people." And be and better the world around me. 
I haven't played cricket since under 14s, so I avoided becoming jaded and cynical. My issue is a humanitarian career doesn't pay nearly enough to afford a yearly SCG membership. The Sydney Test is the highlight of the year, and I've been attending the members since I was seven. While I pretend to be working class, the thought of watching cricket surrounded by sweaty Australian alpha males and singlets scares the shit out of me. What should I do? Should I pursue a satisfying and rewarding career? Or should I become a corporate drone for a big four consulting firm, signing my life away, but still being able to watch Steve Smith's have a net from about five metres distance? I could try and get safe, uh, I could try and get safe labour pre-selection, but would I then have to follow through on my working class charade and throw away the linen shirts and RM Williams? Would appreciate any advice, Angus. P.S. Since my dad started listening to this podcast, he's been calling me champ about five times a day. Cheers, cucks. It's a very pertinent question. Um, John Smith mm. sent that in, then, then signed off Angus, biggest, yep. and then the person who sent it in has neither of those names. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very pertinent question, and I think we've all got a little bit of experience with it. I mean, I think the middle ground answer is champagne socialism. Yeah. <laughs> you know, socialist in public, champagne capitalism behind closed doors. Okay. okay. <laughs> Get your multiple properties. Go work for a little bit in a big four. So you've yeah. got a little bit of that cred, but never don't dive in too much. No, do it always show that you've got a little bit of socialist about you. Best <laughs> hasn't blinked in so long. <laughs> blinked in so He's actually long. left the room and pressed the recording. <laughs> <laughs> um, speak in private about your like enthusiasm for Bernie Sanders. Yeah, but yeah. in public, remain diplomatic. Um, but ascent, go on prop like go on holidays to. to um, wealthy places, but do so, uh, you know, what's, what's the word? Do so gracefully and yeah. kind of quietly. It, Sit in the middle, basically, yeah, and don't I, stand for anything until you die. I agree. Mm-hmm. He's definitely not ready for the workforce proper, is he? I mean, what he oh. does need to do, uh, in line with your, what you're kind of mm. saying there, is take a year off and do some volunteer work and, you know, a third world country with some impoverished children to yes. make him feel better about himself and then come back and work for a McKinsey or yeah, some other kind yeah. of big consulting firm mm. and then get that SCG membership that you so desperately crave. Yeah. Isn't that exactly um, what you did? <laughs> your life story. <laughs> and secondly, he's exactly what's wrong with modern labour, you know, yeah. the green left faction, um, you know, which is out of touch with yeah. working class Australia, which is what the Labor Party originally stood for. So, yeah. you know. I would say like in our experience of going round the grounds, um, the people who are having the most fun days are the people who are in the concourse who are wearing just I was fun, there. ridiculous paraphernalia. Yeah. They're having the best days. They're wearing fucking bunning straw hats. Yep. They're yeah. wearing ACDC singlets. They're yep. wearing thongs. There's a lot of fluoro. There's a lot of colour and there's a lot of vibrancy. Mm. Yes. And then you go into the members yes. and it's full of fucking big four drones. Mm. Yeah. You know, just sizing each same other clothes. up, making yeah. the same handshake, checking yeah. each other's stock portfolios. Mm. Yeah. Speaking in the same tenor, literally you go in yeah. and it's just the same mm. noise. It's actually quite Measuring nicely. each other's blue chip managed funds against each other. Yeah. Oh, I mean, good point. Both are good. Funds. Yeah, the both thing good. for John, though, is that like obviously there's a bit of a you know, a little bit of an existential catastrophe taking place. Like I would say a mass experience on both sides of the capitalist and socialist divide so that you can point towards experience on both sides there and then depending on yeah. whatever policies are taken in relation to the climate and stuff, pivot accordingly. I mean, if we all just need to run for Always our lives and get our, sort ourselves out, go capitalist, yeah, go big. And if you need to um, help with the collectivist cause yeah. because we're going to try and make a fist of it, then you'll have some, you know, got some runs on the board there. And, you know, the the the, the socialist movement will take... The capitalist kind of, um, like, uh, what's the word? Like turncoat if right. the planet's dying. So I'd just say a, a mass experience on both sides. I think it's a wonderful, like, level of awareness for someone just out of their degree, mm. you know? He when probably, I was out of, he, yeah, he probably wrote that in the members yeah. on day two. The, the, the level of education. Someone told him that the only way to members. get SCG membership is to join the financial services industry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, thanks for the question. Uh, okay, a uh, question from Elisa Healy at Grade Cricketer. I need some advice. Got my first game of Grade Cricket this year, tomorrow. Uh, this is written on Saturday. Uh, which representative helmet will make me look less like a flog? And I love this question. Well, there's layers, guys. isn't it? There's I love this question. Which one? Yeah. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wear a representative lid. Exactly. I'm going to wear which one 
puts me in the best yeah. stand there yeah. with teammates. Yeah. I, yeah. I love the I love the immediate exclusion of the notion of wearing a grade <laughs> yeah, exactly, lid. Like yeah. I'm wearing I'm definitely wearing a rep exactly. lid. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Now you guys work out yeah. yeah. I've only got rep lids. Yeah. <laughs> not gonna buy another one. Exactly. I'm not fucking off the rebel. Yeah. No. And getting a you know tiger's lid. Mm. Who should play for? Balmain, Balmain yeah, or yeah. Sydney, Sydney cricket club yeah. now. But uh, yeah, well, we got this we got this question on Saturday, and um, immediately and intelligently threw this out to the um, to the fans, and uh, wrote to Elisa and said, "Do you would you mind? You know, if we ask, you know, go for it." And I said, well, "You know, look forward to um, getting a bunch of responses from blokes seeking validation yeah. immediately." And she mm-hmm. said, "That's all yeah. that happens to me. Yeah, I'm, you know, used I'm, to I'm it, very yeah. used to it." Mm-hmm. Uh, and we put we put a poll out there of what lid. Should, uh, asking what lid should Elisa wear and the options were the Australia lid, New South Wales lid, Sixers lid or any rep lid just with tape over it and mm-hmm. three and a half thousand votes in a day and it was convincingly came in that she should wear a rep lid with tape over the top. It was over 50%. Um, needless to say, and the, the, the least voted for was New South Wales with 6%, I believe, and Elisa the following day wore a New South Wales lid. Going to show that she, you know, <laughs> actually didn't give a shit and nor should she. But she checks Twitter once a day yeah, and just yeah. couldn't be fucked going on to see the outcome of mm. that poll. I'll notice someone said, like, wear your New South Wellesley just to remind people that it's close enough, but yeah. you don't have one yourself. Further and away I think than that was the one. That, I don't think she gave it a like, but clearly she did. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think someone suggested yeah. the Barker first 11 yeah, that helmet was good. as well. Right, okay. That was um, nice. Yeah. Which would have been nice. That's fine. Nice touch. I feel like, yeah, the New South Wales lid is like, it's, it's, it's shows that like I'm still down to earth. You know, I, yeah. I am above all mm. of you. But Grassroots I'm, cricket. But also yeah. like, I just couldn't fathom having an Australian lid and not wearing that every single day of my life. Yeah. And any opportunity. Just to, yeah, wherever, to the toilet and stuff like that. Wherever, <laughs> wherever you like. Yeah. Wherever you like. Shower. Showers, definitely. Bed. If you had to one, if you had to wear one Driving. piece of, you know, Australian kit for the rest of your life every day, what would it be? One piece of Australian, Australian kit. kit. I reckon you could get away the most with a sweater. Yeah, okay. Get away with It'd it. It'd be fucking hot yep. though. Think about how hot it is now. Well, I was, uh, like a few <laughs> few weeks ago, I was um, down uh, like down on the peninsula in Melbourne and um, I just saw someone pull up next to me and uh, I just saw some like Cricket Australia paraphernalia and I looked again and it was um, Ricky Ponting getting out of his car, left him alone, he just went to a bakery, minding his own business. Mm. Um, but Still I did find it funny that Ricky Ponting was did wearing. Have I said you? this on the cast before. I, I just find it funny that Ricky Ponting was wearing Cricket Australia issued kit. Um, well, it's like well, Mark War was um, wasn't he feeding his donkey mm. um, while wearing New South Wales rep shorts yeah. or actual shorts? Emerging blues. Emerging blues. Nineteen eighty three. Yeah, I saw. Um, I saw Gavin Robinson of the Oaks about yeah. maybe a year ago, and he's yeah. wearing a light ice New South Wales training jacket. Nice. From that, the was, 90s. That, was that was the ultimate that piece the, of yeah, that, kit that's for, out, kit. for kids our age. Mate, there yeah. would be some snuffs on eBay who yeah. would pay top dollar for that shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some real fucking yeah. snuffs. Yeah. This is like a spin-off it. cast, just stories of people yeah. wearing rep kit. Yeah, people we've seen. Mm. Send them in. Send him in and pictures. Highest profile yeah. player wearing the most niche representative well, we kit. We saw Joffre daggering, daggering sure. in the Caribbean yeah. on, on, a, on a woman wearing his England shorts. It's fucking incredible. <laughs> okay. Daggering on um, him. <laughs> uh, this one just comes from <laughs> someone called Coach. Greetings, TGC. Darren Lehman. Oh, it's Darren Lehman. <laughs> Coach. Name of his book. Greetings, TGC. And many thanks for the podcasts which have helped me brave the UK off-season. Nice. I'm an Aussie coaching in the UK. I was keen to clarify issues pertaining to chops. Right. I was recently undertaking yet another pre-season drinking session, brackets, his fitness, most important strategic element leading into this year's campaign, close brackets, when one of the lads indicated he would need to duck out for a chop, in brackets, his wife was ovulating. <laughs> Although disappointed with the lad's commitment to the club bonding session, it got me wondering whether an obligatory marital coital can be considered a chop and therefore part of a chop king CV. I hasten to add he was back with the team inside 30 minutes and he lives seven minutes walk from the hotel. P.S. The sledging story about Steve Waugh and a second grade fixer at North Sydney is true. I may have been involved in that game in an official but off-field capacity. Cheers, coach. I got accounts. We get a lot of people asking for clarification on the chop rules. Mm. I think it counts. I don't think you can take the chops away from a married man. Because then what? What else do they have well, to do? Well, I mean, for? I've always maintained that the chop should be with a unknown, otherwise unknown person, a stranger, and that intensifies the rarity and exclusivity okay. of the chop itself. I'd but if a married be... man scores 100, he or she, so I should say. I'm advocating um, cheating. Yeah. Is what I'm doing. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> but if like, a married man like, scores, uh, or married person scores 100, 
he or she should be permitted to um, engage and deliver and execute well, I a triple think, C. I agree. If, I agree. If, there can be one know, caveat. Not that any married people play cricket anymore. Well, if the teammate yeah. managed to impregnate his wife during this chop, then that changes... Well, what about that? That changes everything. If he can produce proof that's, of the that's effect... A, that's a quadruple C. If he can come to the lads and go, here's the due date, we yeah. work backwards, do the maths, figure yeah. out that he actually chopped... When, when, did, when was this during Century a Century circuit chop conceive. Nice. That's, the, that's a quadruple oh, C. Yeah. We've done conceive. it. Conceive. Yeah. yeah. That's, the that's fucking, really good. Yeah. Has that's anyone done a triple C out there and conceived? Yeah. That's quadruple the next. C. Mm. Let us that's know. Nice. Well, I, I just want to pick up one thing from Coach here. Kind of like um, like sort of uh, like half sledging this guy who went out for a marital coital mm-hmm. uh, and like it, it took him 30 minutes and it was a seven-minute walk from a hotel. Mm-hmm. Obviously hasn't tried to conceive before. No. You know, that's... It's a numbers I mean, game. It's a complete numbers game mm-hmm. and uh, he should be praised for it, if anything. I don't think that should really be... I think it should be stricken from the record, really. Okay. Mm. Um, all right, last one comes in from Matt Taylor. Once again, another deep dive into... Oh, cool. Looking forward to this short story. Um, No, this one's all right. Read it before. Hi, fellas. Just thought I would share a tubbing story with you all. The team I play for in the UK were fortunate to play a final at Lords last season. Before I got to the tubbing, I thought I should quickly add that even though we were playing at Lords, the pinnacle of any player's cricketing career, the, the rain came down whilst we were fielding in the second innings and we came off. We sat in the away changing room at Lords during the rain break, but the consensus was still the same. We did not want to go back out to play because we still hated cricket. Also helped, we were ahead on Duckworth Lewis and there were four crates of bud on ice, ready and waiting. We reluctantly went back to the hollowed turf and ended up, and ended up winning convincingly. We were now hours away from the circuit of a lifetime. The team gathered in the changing room, sang the team's song and started uh, seeing away beers at a tumultuous pace. Suddenly, out of the blue, a former player came running into the change room with just a towel around his waist holding a bucket in which he contained four bottles of Verve Clicquot. He began chanting, showers, showers, showers. The, f- the former player was pretty cooked from the many beers he had consumed during the day's play. So we were, of course, highly sceptical of venturing into the showers with him. Also, said player had a long-lasting reputation at the club for being an absolute menace when it came to tubbing time. <laughs> Tay's got his head in his hands 30 minutes passed And the former player Was still silently And patiently waiting In the corner Of the away changing room In Lords, Waiting for the first Of the team members To take off their kit And venture into the Prestigious Lord showers Suddenly We hear a whimper from him I can't believe No one has showered yet Whimpering It was clear That the former player Was not going to leave The premises Until we had showered He had showered with the boys At the home of cricket Myself and two others foolishly decided to alpha up and go first. The former player followed us to the showers like a lion stalking its prey. <laughs> With a bottle of champagne in one hand and phone in the other, he entered the communal shower area. What we didn't realise was the former player was sharing this whole experience on his phone through the, through the platform of Facebook Live for, Facebooks of, for, for thousands of people to see. This was unbeknown to us uh, three as we continued to sing and chant completely nude. More players began to <laughs> gather into chance. the shower area. And some would say it was quite a rowdy half an hour of chanting, drinking, and other activities that cannot be spoken of. My questions are, should we care that our manhoods are now published on the internet forever and can be seen by any person at any time? Should we just accept that the former player was trying to instill a strict tub- tubbing culture for the generations to come? And finally, after hearing this story... Do promote the most alpha of former players returning to the dress rooms after a big win to shower with the boys. Finally, as you could imagine, it was a cracking circuit. Thanks, lads. Hope you enjoy, Matt. Nice. Good story. Well written. It was a, quite a romp. Mm-hmm. Like it was very Stephen King. Like it was, like it was, it was a horror <laughs> yeah. story for a while. And yeah. it was like an episode of Black Mirror. What if your showers were just oh all over God. Facebook Live? But yeah. I have to, I still have a, it's like an anti-hero, this, this alpha guy who's come in. Because he's obviously recognized, like some people just really love showers. You know, we've spoken to Bob Quiney. He's right. a former player who goes in. It's obviously something that happens. Mm-hmm. We're sharing, sort of helping, like, you know, provide a vehicle for people to understand this dysfunctional kind of connection mm-hmm. many men have with showers. But this sounds like... Sounds like one of the best shower stories I've ever heard in my yeah. life, given the venue, given and you're the a ver- fucking lords. Yeah, yeah. the Verve Clicquot. Yeah. Are the, sh- the sh- Lord showers particularly prestigious? The showers themselves, or did he like can only imagine the Facebook no. live stream, like from walking from mm. you know the box or the field through the corridors, or the hallowed corridors of Lords oh, yeah. into the bathroom? I haven't heard anyone ever say like Lords great ground, like terrible tubs. 
Yeah. And I'm presumed oh, yeah. they're good. I've yeah. also never heard anyone yeah. say that. <laughs> yeah. I just feel like anything with Lords. I wonder if the Lord Showers has a slope. <laughs> <laughs> just well towards, just towards trickles the down to the yeah. drain. It must yeah. have a small slope. Yeah. McGrath was good there. Fuck, he was good there. <laughs> it's good. It's like eight degrees or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just feel like with Lords, it's just everything about it. Like, oh, great tea there. Oh, the dressing rooms yeah. are so good there. On you just board. swept up with being at Lords. Is it objectively mm. good tea? Is everything objectively good you about know how, Lords? Like every on every ground has an honours board, but Lords mm. is the only one that gets spoken about. Yeah. It's the Lords honours board. Mm. Lords grounds best slope. Lord lottery. is a great word. It's got yeah, a connotation true. of literally Jesus Christ. Yes. I know it's just the Lord, but like it's <laughs> yeah. just the ground of the Lord. The Oval. Yeah. Both, yeah, both of them the are trying oval. to out for each other. Like yeah. there are of all Lords. This is the. I'm the fucking Oval. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's two grounds talking to each other. <laughs> I'm Trent Bridge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Bridge. Oh, there's a bloke out there called that probably. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, once again, we've not answered any of those questions. It's a good story, though. Good story. Yeah. Good story. I'm worthy. Uh, thank you so much uh, to, um, <laughs> to to Ryan Philippe yeah. and also his brother Josh. Uh, and Michael Vaughan, is he on it? Well, We'll find out. No text Not yet. Sure. <laughs> no text yet. Still waiting. Scene though. Oh, Big stuff. old scene. All right. I'll see you guys next week. Okay. Bye. <laughs>